The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake. Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, week two's in the books. It's already flying by. It was a wild weekend in college football for a number of different reasons. We will certainly get into all of those things, news and notes, headlines, three and out, inside the five, like we always do right here on Punt and Pass. But you were back in Athens this past weekend. You went to the Georgia Sanford game. How was it? A little nostalgic, I'm guessing. (laughs) Yeah, man, it was awesome. Uh, which was great. The weather held off. Yeah. You know, no rain. I thought we we're going to go in and get, you know, just absolutely soaked, but uh, it was awesome and great atmosphere. It was really fun getting back, uh, seeing all the Georgia fans, uh, seeing the guys get out there and play. Uh, it was really neat, really, really cool. And uh, it was awesome. That's sweet. I'm going to ask you a few more questions about that, who you saw, where you sat, what the game was like, your thoughts on the defending national champions in their home opener. But before we get to that, I got to tell you that this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our great partners at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right. At Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com, family owned and operated since 1982. That's over 35 years. And why does that matter? Because Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. If you go there to one of their two amazing locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place, all you have to do is mention the Punt and Pass podcast or just mention Drew or Jake. You could get 10% off your jewelry purchase. They had the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. The biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices. And I'm telling you guys or gals, if you go to one of the two locations, the in-store experience is completely unmatched. It is the best. We had so many people, listeners, audience, punt and pass uh, loyalists, check out Solomon Brothers last year, um, especially around the holiday season. And I know that you all will do it again. So head on over to Solomon Brothers, at Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram. Tell them Drew and Jake sent you. I got to head on over there 
here in the next couple of weeks. Jake, I believe you will be coming with me. SalmonBrothers.com. Yeah, so you were there. I uh, saw you up with athletic director Josh Brooks at the game. The human highlight reel, Dominique Wilkins was there. It seemed like <laughs> an awesome atmosphere, as you said. Um, in Atlanta, where we are, or in Athens, North Georgia, it was expected to be a washout this weekend weather-wise, oh. but it really held up the entire time. Oh yeah, no, that was a that was a huge blessing. Uh, you know, big thank you out to Josh for uh, letting us uh, go up and, and hang out with him up there in the box. Really awesome experience. Everybody up there was great, and got to see some good food, got to meet some great people, and got to watch the dogs play, man. They get how better long, than that. How long did you stay? Did you stay the entire game? Did you leave late third quarter? What was your uh... So we were, I was pretty intent, you know, you know, that kind of game. I watched the the first half. I was locked in the entire game, everything going on. Halftime, get up, you know, kind of mingle around. And then, you know, we were kind of about getting ready to leave, just about like everybody else. And then all of a sudden, you know, we looked behind us on the TV and Texas A&M and App oh, State are playing. Man. And we're like, I can't, we can't go anywhere. So we stayed, I mean, until the very end. I mean, the game's already over, but oh, we're wow. still watching the game. So. Yeah, so we we were like super late getting out, and you know had, had to watch the end of that game. Yeah, you know, wild, wild finishes the Sun Belt Week Two winners in a big time way. We'll get to that for sure. The reason I ask is because Georgia and Samford before the fourth quarter started mutually agreed to make it twelve minutes, so they shortened yeah. the quarter by three minutes. I don't know if there was a running clock or not, Jake. I didn't even know this was allowed. Were you aware that this was allowed? Was it known in the stadium? I know you said you guys were up and mingling and watching another game. But did you have any idea that that was going on on the field? Yeah, I think because Coach Smart and Coach Hatcher are so familiar with each yeah. other, you know, such great terms, you know, like, hey, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they have some point steal where it's, it's, if it's over, you know, this, hey, let's just go ahead and knock it out and um, put 12 minutes on the clock and, you know, let's everybody move on about their way, about their business. But, uh, well, you know, which is, you know, I think I think good, kind of helps everybody. You know, you don't have to worry about injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Okay. I thought it was good. Live to see the other day. I thought it was good too. I saw it on social media because I was flipping around the other games, like you just said. Um, and people were like, I don't know if this is weather related, if it is out of control, because it was 33 to nothing at that point. Maybe it's a 30-point benchmark, and the two coaches kind of link up and say, Hey, let's just get this thing done. You guys can get on the road, no injuries, beat traffic. Right. Um, so that was interesting, (laughs) but I think I think Georgia and Sanford and and Hatcher and Coach Smart had that great relationship. They were able to take care of business. And what we'll get to here in just a little bit, you know, paying teams to come play you, a lesser opponent, an FCS opponent, whatever you want to call it, sometimes does not always work out as the home team has intentions for. So we'll touch on that in just a little bit. But I I also – Excuse me. I also asked you, how is it getting into the stadium? Because Learfield's ticketing system, Packy Olin, was down nationwide. I got an email from the Georgia, um, GeorgiaDogs.com. I was looking on Twitter. Other fan bases were having troubles also. So Learfield, the MMR rights behemoth in college sports, they run all the official websites. They help in the development office. And they, of course, have technology for mobile ticketing. Packy Olin, their mobile ticketing company was down Saturday when people were trying to get into games and it affected Georgia fans as well. So I think the great Sean Chap has told you download your tickets on Wednesday, get That's them it. on your phone. Don't work. Don't try this right before you walk into the stadium because people who did that, they got kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thankfully for the great Sean Chappas, I was able to have my tickets in hand and not have to worry one bit. Um, however, uh, you however. know, could have, could have been, a, yeah, could have been a, a big ordeal. 
Um, so we did get to uh, talk to Josh Brooks about this, you know, like, Hey, this all was going down. You know, what, what, what did it look like behind the scenes for you while this was going on? He's like, Hey, you know, we were playing Sanford. The weather was, you know, maybe an issue today. If anything happened, we were just going to let everybody in. So, Oh, that's good to know. That's what, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> now I, I would not count on that. <laughs> I would not count on that. Against Tennessee in November. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would not, I would not count on that. So, uh, but he, he definitely had, had, you know, had, had the dogs back and, um, and, and the fans and everything. So everything was going to be all right. Josh Brooks. What a nice guy. What a, guy. What, a what a great guy. And Sean Chap is of course, taking care of everyone. Yeah. What a weekend. Um, college football. Let's get right to it before we get to that though. Thanks to everybody for continuing to listen to punt and pass. I know we had some technical issues with Apple podcasts. A couple of other podcasts had troubles as well. Dog nation daily, Brandon Adams. He reached out to me. They were having some issues, but I believe we have it fixed now. So if you listen and subscribe on Apple podcasts, this one will be out Monday morning. And then Thursday, of course, we'll talk to you again, but thank you for your patience. As always, we're on YouTube, go subscribe and watch us on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere that you can get your podcasts and we'll be back on Apple regularly as scheduled. All right, let's go three and out quickly. First down, Scott Frost, Nebraska fired. This is just an absolutely crazy story, Jake. But they lost to Georgia Southern. Clay Helton, the former coach at Southern Cal, now in Statesboro, Georgia Southern. Southern goes into Lincoln, beats Nebraska, an all-time historical college football powerhouse, 45-42. to Nebraska's off to a 1-2 and start. Get this, and then I need your reaction. Talk to me. Nebraska is 5-22. and That is an 18.5% winning percentage in one-score games since Scott Frost was hired. No other FBS team has more than 16 one-score losses in that span. Last season, Nebraska was 3-9. and nine. Seven of those losses were one-score games. Scott Frost's tenure at, at Nebraska, 16-31. and 31. Uh, This was a test. This was the quarterback of a national champion Nebraska team coming home, the favorite son, and it has been a catastrophe, Jake. He got fired yesterday. Gosh, I mean, that's tough, obviously, because, you know, him, he played there, did had a lot of success there. He wants to do so well. uh, But that record right there just speaks for itself. Five and 22 and once we're games. I hate to say this. I hate to add insult to injury, but that is – coaching i mean it, it really is i mean that that comes down to week-to-week preparation and you see it come out in those close games of what you work on all week uh of you know what you let slide throughout the week or what you really hone in and and you know technique and what you put emphasis in and it, it comes out so that's that's tough and the proof's in the pudding um and and hate it uh there was no defense played in that game whatsoever unbelievable no, i mean the numbers offensively coming out were just insane. I mean, Nebraska had a, a ton of success on offense, as did Georgia Southern. So, man, wow, what a game. Yeah, you put up 42 points on the board at home. You're expecting to win that football game, especially against an SCS opponent <laughs> like Georgia Southern. But they obviously put 45 up on the board. Scott Frost, after the game, said, we had no answer. That's the number one thing you don't want to say as a coach. And I'm so glad you brought it up, Jake. That is execution. That is coaching situational football, how you react in game, getting off the field in third down, not turning the football over. That is coaching those one score game losses. And so drastically in one direction of losing those one score games, there's one person to blame. And unfortunately it's the head coach. So Scott Frost getting canned after week three, it's just a tough look for Nebraska. College football is better when Nebraska 
is good. Looking back, and I think I brought this up on a couple of podcasts ago, they got rid of Bo Pelini. Um, I think Mike Riley was maybe after that. I forget. I think it was Bo Pelini, Mike Riley. You can look it up as far as Nebraska head coaches. But Nebraska was winning nine, ten games a year. It just wasn't good enough. They wanted right. to go to the next level. Yeah. It was too hard for them to turn down the shiny new object, which was Scott Frost, who took a winless UCF team and made them 13-0 co-national champions, as they call themselves, in Orlando. They had to bring him home. They had to do that. And it has been an utter disaster. Once again, related to Georgia, right? Coach Rick, a lot of 10-win seasons, a lot of success, a couple of SEC championship appearances, a couple of BCS or highly profile bowl game appearances. Couldn't really take it over the other edge. South Carolina vacancy opens up. It gets known that Kirby could be on the way to South Carolina. Athletic director at the time, Greg McGarity. Makes a tough decision. Cans coach Rick after a 10-win season, 15 years into his Georgia tenure. They go and get Kirby Smart to come home to his alma mater and coach Georgia. And that was what Nebraska was looking for out of Scott Frost. So yeah, I, be, I, be I, thankful. Absolutely. I, I you you can't say all that without you know saying this. Hey, just don't take it for granted. Be thankful for what you got because it definitely could have gone in a crazy complete opposite direction and now georgia because we're talking about georgia that's where you and i played uh, is set up for success for a very long time i mean a very very long time so it takes somebody special nebraska thought that somebody was scott frost and it has not worked out here's the most wild part about this firing though and the timing oh yeah you got it yeah you got to talk about this go ahead Scott Frost buyout, $15 million. So see you later, Coach Frost. Appreciate your efforts. $15 million check will be awaiting you. Much like how Coach O said a couple weeks ago, hey, (laughs) 17.1 million, what door and what time? Like, I'm out of here. Thank you very much. But, however, if Nebraska's athletic department would have waited until October 1st, look, it is September the 12th. That is two and a half weeks from now. The buyout would have dropped to 7.5 million dollars so if you think about it put your tinfoil cap on jake <laughs> scott frost made himself 7.5 million dollars by losing to georgia southern what world are we living in i mean do you think 7. there's a point five do you, do you, th- do you think the there's question. a chance do you think there's a chance you know, I, mean, I hate, I hate I mean, to go that crazy, but it makes you think. It makes I mean, you know, I mean, because they, they they know what's going around the you know the the campus and what conversations are being had behind closed doors. I mean, they, they he 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 might not have, you know it may not have been very good situational football, but there's situational awareness of what's going on and off the field behind closed doors. So a lot of situational awareness. You're so right. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. What has gone down? Um, And I was with my brother-in-law last night, and we were crunching the numbers. Nebraska's athletic department could have saved $62,500 per working hour, assuming a 40-hour work week for Coach Frost, between now and October 1st if they had waited to fire him. They could have saved $62,500 per working hour, assuming a 40-hour work week, if they would have just waited until October 1st to fire him. But Trev Alberts, the athletic director at Nebraska, said, we owe this to our players. We needed to make a change. Uh, We're committed to making Nebraska great once again. So, Coach Frost, um, tough scene, but you're $15 million richer for your failed efforts at 
Yeah. I, I mean, not, yeah. Now, now he has the opportunity, you know, he's going to probably lay low for the rest of the year and then go double dip somewhere else. So. Yeah. People are saying that um, probably expect him to be on coach Saban staff next year, the coach Saban rehabilitation program, which obviously worked out for Steve Sarkeesian. We'll get to yeah. that in just yeah. a works second. Out. It's crazy. All right. Uh, second down the Sun Belt rolls app state who should have beaten North Carolina in week one goes in to college station and upsets the number six ranked Texas A&M Aggies. An SEC team goes down. Georgia Southern, which we just talked about, from Statesboro. Clay Helton, the head coach, goes into Lincoln, knocks off Nebraska. Scott Frost fired. And then Marshall, the fighting thunder and herd, head into South Bend and knock off the number eight ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish. Notre Dame 0-2 on the season. Marcus Freeman still has not won as head coach of Notre Dame. What are your thoughts here, Jake? This is wild times. Yeah, so unbelievably crazy. I, to me, you know, my, my take here is this is so awesome to see in college football in the age of NIL. To, yes. You know, you, you know, Texas A&M, you know, they're collective, they're buying players, this and that. And in the age of NIL for teams to still go in, get paid, you know, 1.2, 1.5 to go play these big teams and come away with a win, I think is awesome. It's what college football is about. I totally agree. Um, in the NIL era, people think the rich will get richer. I mean, certainly to an extent they will, but it's very, very exciting to see these teams, these players understand the possibilities, the opportunities, and, and what's to come if they are to find some consistent success, knock off some big-time programs like an yeah. AM in College Station, like a Notre Dame in South Bend, like a Nebraska in Lincoln. It's unbelievable. App State, the scenes of the students – Running around crazy in Boone was totally wild. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is going to have a lot of questions to answer this upcoming week. Notre Dame, we talked about it a week and a half ago. Why were they ranked number five? Really not quite sure as to why they got that type of love with a new head coach and a new quarterback heading into the 2022 season. But certainly they should not have been ranked a top 10 team. And then Nebraska just falling straight on their face, giving up 45 points. It's wild. This shows you the parity that maybe is to come in college football. It also shows you just how elite those top three or four teams really are, are in the, comparison the, to yeah. everybody else. The Alabamas, yep. we'll get to that. Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, if you want to throw them in there. Maybe even a Michigan. But makes me think about this, Jake, and tell me. Moving on to a 12-team playoff later on in the season, could you see a team like a Marshall or like an App State get a App chance State. to make a run? App State. I mean, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, you know, I, I don't know what App State's schedule looks like from here on out, but say they lose one more game and have an uh, unbelievable 10 and two season where they should have beat North Carolina in the first game. I mean, they should have. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's a great, it's a great argument for them to be one of the top 12 teams in there. So this is, this is cool to see. I hope it's here to stay, you know, with the rich getting richer and NIL and it's, you know, it's only going to get worse. I hope it's here to stay because this is what makes college football fun. Oh, I totally agree with you. Exciting games. I mean, what it does is it tells people you, you have to focus week in and week out. It also shows you like the mindset, the execution, the preparation that goes into like a Georgia shutting out Sanford. Now, granted, Sanford's not at the level quite of a Southern um, historically or App State, who's like going to be a world beater now. And then Marshall, of course, like Marshall's a good program. They go to bowl games and make it happen. For me, for from being in it, what makes teams like Alabama and Georgia so successful is the level of focus and detail week in and week out. It doesn't matter who you're yeah. playing. 
it, it, I, I promise you, if you go walk into that building, you have no idea who they're playing. You cannot tell week to week who they're playing because the level of focus and the level of detail is there every single week. And for me, when I played, I always felt more pressure when we played a team like Sanford, when we played teams like that, because the level to perform, you know, you're supposed to do just so unbelievably well compared to those teams. And, you know, I, I mean, so I, I always knew I had to take it up a notch when I played teams like that. Cause I always wanted to perform my best. So, I mean, that's crazy. I, you know, uh, Texas A&M and Notre Dame, I, I didn't think offensively had any answer. It no. just, it looked, it looked kind of gross and, you know, maybe they get it fixed. Maybe they don't. We'll have to see. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. That's really good perspective. It's like when you go against the lesser than NFCS, a quote unquote cupcake team, perfection is the expectation on offense. Like can't get to third and long, can't turn the ball Absolutely. over, don't need any negative plays, certainly don't need an incompletion. So it puts that pressure on the offense. And then if you guys slow start the other side, the team gets oh, yeah. super fired up. That momentum starts swinging. Your fans oh, yeah. might start booing you. It's just a really interesting predicament heading into those matchups. That's really good because uh, perspective. Jay. Yeah. You, you just know you, the stat line is supposed to be 19 of 20 for 300 yards, three touchdowns. Yep. You're supposed to be nine of 10 on third down. And, you know, you're supposed to, in the red zone, you're supposed to be a hundred percent scoring touchdowns and you're supposed to be out by halftime. So, you know, if you didn't do that, you basically, you failed. So, you know, did the, just exactly. So Nirvana policy, you're always being compared to perfection, not to the next best thing. Hey man, not everybody can be Stetson Bennett, you know? Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a good, that's great perspective. I think that's perfect. I haven't really thought about it that way, but um, makes all the sense in the world. So shout out to the teams that have taken care of business against those opponents so far this season. And if you have not played them yet, watch out because they are, Hungry. All right, let's get to third down. We got a number, a new number one in the polls. But before we get to that number one, let me tell you about the number one jewelry store in all of Atlanta. I'm talking about, of course, Solomon Brothers Jewelers, presenting sponsor this episode of Punt and Pass. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast, and the store is for anyone with any budget. Even better, if you go to Solomon Brothers, two locations, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon, the other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. You can mention punt and pass or Jake or myself, Drew, take 10% off your jewelry purchase. Check them out on social media as well, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter. They have unbelievable inventory. They've got the biggest selection, the best quality, and the lowest prices guaranteed. That in-store experience, it's the best. SolomonBrothers.com. 
Georgia now the new number one team in the nation. Of course, Alabama struggles mightily with Texas. That was a wild game. We're about to touch on that. Ohio State struggled a week ago against Notre Dame, which even looks worse now because Notre Dame got knocked off by Marshall this past weekend. Georgia looks like the clear-cut best team in the country. And Jake, I was in the basement. I watched the South Carolina-Arkansas game, Georgia heading to South Carolina this weekend. South Carolina stinks. They are not a good football team this year. So looks like Georgia uh, is in prime position to maintain their number one ranking after this debut in week three. Yeah, it's it's scary for me as a former player and a Georgia fan now, you know, to to say it. But I mean, it is it's clear. I mean, the gap. I I, I mean, it really is. It's you know, you kind of just don't want to say it because you don't want anything to go wrong. But, I mean, what an unbelievable team Kirby's put together. Uh, great players. I mean, it looks like they're coached well. They're doing the little details right, which is awesome yes. to see from the get-go. Um, and, you know, they did what they're supposed to do versus Sanford. You know, they they got up. Now, I, they, they could have had a better conversion rate in the red zone. Yeah, we, a lot of field could, goals. Yeah, a lot of field goals. We can talk about that. But, um, you know, it looked clean. Defense was dominant. Um, and yeah, I mean, gosh, can't say enough about them and man, just hope this continues. No doubt. Uh, also in the AP poll that came out yesterday, Alabama moves back to number two, Kentucky now up to number nine after knocking off Florida in the swamp, Arkansas sitting at 10, Tennessee at 15, Ole Miss at 20. Texas A&M back to 24. So a lot of SEC teams in the top 25 right there, but Georgia number one. And I'm telling you right now, Spencer Rattler, um, he needs a humongous improvement heading into week three because his first two weeks have not been good, Jake. I know you know this kid. We'll get to it here on Thursday's episode, but I know it's Columbia. I know it's noon. I know it's supposed to be hot. Those things probably will not matter that much. So the dogs sitting atop the poles, and it looks like they'll be there for the foreseeable future. All right, let's recap inside the five. Talk to I got on the board this week. I went two and three against the spread. Praise be, I'm off the schneid. Jake, you went three and two, so you're four and six on the season. I, 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 know, I, know, I know what was going on. Season, I know what was so up. Way to go. Number one, Alabama gets out of Austin. They squeak by 20 to 19, and Jake I watched this game. It was unbelievable. This did not look like an Alabama team of years past. The offense no. was horrible. I can't oh. believe how many injury, excuse me, how many penalties they had, how Gross. inefficient they were. Uh, the defense looked lost at times. Did not look like your typical Nick no. Saban coached Alabama team. What, what did you see? Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe atmosphere. You know, there's a lot of guys that had to replace and move up, and I, I mean, maybe wow. it got, maybe it got to them. I don't know. I mean, because that was not the confident, hey, we're just going to just hit you in the mouth and there's nothing you can do about it, Alabama football team. That was not it. So crazy to see when I was watching it. Like you said, it's just penalties. It was just a kind of a gross football game. And, uh, man, Quinn Ewers was – Oh, he can spin it, dude. Balling at the the beginning of the game. Uh, You know, hopefully he gets, um, you know, healed up soon and and gets back out there. I don't know exactly what he has, but – Man, homeboy was balling out there, and if he stays in that game, I think it's a different outcome. Yeah, I do. I totally forgot that he got injured in the first quarter. Uh, looked yeah. like a collarbone, maybe a labrum. I mean, that guy, he he jumped to throw the ball, throw it away, and yeah. the Alabama linebacker, like, jumped <sighs> up and then, you know, led yeah. his entire body to the ground. I think he got a penalty for it. 
Um, but the way that he can just flick it downfield, and it's a very catchable ball. It's kind of like that slow spinner, which makes it really easily I'm, catchable. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned catchable ball. Okay, we'll just yeah, we'll just remember this phrase, and then we'll come back to it later when we talk about a different game. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so I'm watching him, and you know this is his first start against a gigantic opponent, number one team in the country, Alabama. And he looked unfazed, man, fitting the ball in tight spots, letting, letting the receivers yeah. run underneath it. He had swagger to him. I was like, damn, yeah. this kid is really, really good. I thought Sark's first 15 play script yes. was damn near perfect. I go, yeah. oh my God. He threw the entire kitchen he sink was at Alabama. Dialing it he was up. dialed in. And then credit to Texas's defense. Like the, the fan base was loud. False starts on Alabama's offense. They weren't scared. They did not allow them to establish the run game early. And it was game on from there. I was going to say, um, they, they, they gave up a big run in the first quarter. 82-yard yeah, run. And, I mean, that was that was it. I mean, that was basically their offensive success. It, I mean, they were – the Alabama offense was scrapping and clawing yeah. for everything they got. It did not look like the easy – Hey, I'm just going to throw a slant route and he's going to just burst and take it to the house for 80. You know, it, it wasn't any of that. No. So, wow. What did you think about the Bryce Young safety roughing the passer debacle in the end zone? Now, they called it roughing the passer, of which clearly it wasn't. Um, and then there was yeah. another penalty as well. I think maybe an intentional grounding that they had said, which then would have made it a safety. But the refs had no earthly idea what was going on. Flags were everywhere. I think refs have proven to be way too flag happy in the first two weeks of the college football season. But the refs need to chill. First off, refs suck. I mean, I've been saying that for years and years. They have got to get it together. There's zero accountability. I won't go down that rabbit hole. But the fact that that should have been a safety, because from my eyes, watching all the replays, one, it's crazy that they even considered that to be a roughing the passer. Two, Bryce Young did not look like he was down, but three, he threw the ball and it never made it back to the line of scrimmage, which is what intentional grounding. Usually Jake, tell me if I'm wrong. And if you're in the end zone, that is a safety. So please explain to me what the hell happened. Could, could not agree more. It was like a, like a weird NFL call being called in college, but it, even in the NFL, everybody would have been like, ah, this, this ain't, yeah. this still ain't it, you know? So I, man, crazy call. I I don't quite understand it. The ball did not cross the line of scrimmage, uh, but because they called it roughing the passer, they they there was nothing they could do. Like that that yeah. was a penalty. They couldn't go back and review or change anything. Once that was the call, that was it, and basically got him out of a jam. Oh, got like, him out of a jam. Alabama. I mean, look at some of the screenshots, the face masks that weren't called, some of the holding pictures that weren't called. It's par for the course, Texas. Welcome to the you, SEC in a couple of years. It, it happens you, every. You know, you know you're gonna game. get it. You know you're gonna get it. Go yeah, ahead. you have to beat Alabama and the refs, and and clearly Texas not quite able to do it. They lose twenty to nineteen. I got to shout out Will Riker, Alabama's kicker. Uh, he's a stud. Helps him get out of a big time jam. Alabama will kind of go back to the drawing board, but. I thought they'd roll, um, and if you've learned anything in the first three weeks of punt and pass, uh, fade me because I am not seeing the college board as clearly as <laughs> I should. Alabama beats Texas 20-19. to 19. South Carolina loses to Arkansas 30-44. to 44. The fight in Sam Pittmans are off to a really good start. The, the SEC West Sam looks Pittmans. pretty ripe for great. the taking. We'll see what these guys in KJ Jefferson can keep chugging along with, but what I saw here, yes, Arkansas is playing well. Jake, South Carolina, not good. Not a good yeah. football team. They're not a good football team. I can't remember a player 
who has had more expectations put on his shoulders than Spencer Rattler and who has failed drastically to meet those expectations. Jake, this guy was the anointed Heisman favorite and a future number one overall draft pick. And what, what are we getting out of this kid? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, really tough to meet these expectations, but <sighs> big time guy coming out of high school <sighs> world's at his fingertips. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this is a, uh, really tough situation and man, they, you know, the pressure to perform is, is there a hundred percent and hopefully he can get it right. I, I think it's just all in his head. We know the physical talents there. Yeah. He's just got it. He just got to get his mind right. Just let loose and, and go play. And once he does that, I think he'll have a lot of success, but you know, as, as long as he has mental demons in his head, it's just going to be kind of tough to under, overcome that. Mental demons, meaning second guessing yourself, not yeah, having you, conviction you, when throwing the ball, seeing right. ghosts. Uh, you, what do you think? Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of a, a combination of of all and then some, baby. Uh, you just gotta, you know, he, he's he's new to South Carolina, which I mean, he was there last year, right? Uh, no, he transferred. Okay, in okay, he just, yeah. so he just transferred this year, so it's a, it's a new system for him. He still got to trust that, you know, trust the new guys and receivers and and seeing stuff and playing. And, uh, as, as sooner or later, he's just got to say, man, we're just going to forget all that, screw yeah. all that, and I'm going to go out there and just rip the sucker, and there's nothing you can do. Hey, you might throw a couple picks, but who cares? As yeah. long as you can trust what you're doing and, and let it rip, I mean, you'll have a lot more success than, than what, we're, what we're having now. That'll be a big ask for him this yeah. upcoming weekend when Georgia comes to town. Georgia has allowed three points this season, uh, three against Oregon and a goose egg against Sanford. So, We'll talk about that a lot more on Thursday's episode. Tennessee heading up to Pittsburgh, knocks off the Pitt Panthers 34-27 in overtime. Big win for them. I think they were down 10-0 to start. Everybody yeah. said Tennessee's going to have to get off to fast starts. Their defense really showed some teeth in that game, which was great for the Vols. They get a big-time victory against a ranked ACC opponent. They're up to number 15 in the polls. They're going to have a big, big task against Florida next week, um, week after this week. So. We'll see what happens. Tennessee's going to have to answer the bell when they, I think they travel to Gainesville, but watch out. Yeah, I think that'd be a great game. Super pumped for Tennessee. I think it's just great for the SEC East. It's I, home I, in Knoxville. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I want the Georgia-Tennessee game to be a big game. You know, I, I, I want that. So I think it's great for everybody, great for atmosphere. And I think it's great uh, for the Georgia guys as well to, to play in a big-time atmosphere and get used to that kind of going in, get these young guys some experience and, and moving forward. So... Uh, excited for Tennessee. I think they're doing great things and and throwing the football around a little bit. Absolutely. They are throwing the football around a little bit. A lot of swagger, a lot of confidence, and it takes those games, those overtime games on the road against ranked opponents to yeah. continue to get that buy-in, keep that momentum going. Tennessee plays Akron this upcoming weekend and then welcomes in Florida, which will be game of the week probably next week. Yeah. Speaking of Florida, they lost. Um, Heisman Trophy winner Anthony Richardson didn't do that well. <laughs> coach of the year of Billy Napier, you know, it's tough. It's tough to go from week one to week two, uh, but yeah. that's what it takes. They got up to an awesome start in the swamp at night against Kentucky. Kentucky flipped the script in the second half and yep, they beat sure Florida 26 to 16. Anthony Richardson stat line, 14 to 35, 143 passing yards and two interceptions. Yeah, that's, um, that's not, not good. Done. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not good at all. Coming back to my, my catchable ball phrase, watched a little bit of this game and, now homeboy can sling it now. Yeah. And we're talking, I, I bet, I bet he could, you know, be flat footed and throw a ball 80 yards. I mean, he can absolutely rip it, but 
it looks like he got a little uncomfortable early and just started just ripping it and just throwing piss missiles everywhere. And the guys just could not, could not catch it. He was, you know, I saw some things where he was trying to anticipate a little bit, but he was just throwing it at such, at such a hard pace that the guys just couldn't get their head around, couldn't get their hands up. And so, man, uh, not a good game. Maybe he'll get better. Maybe we won't. Maybe he'll win the Heisman Trophy at the end of this year uh, as he's already been crowned. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Uh, the, the QBR metric on ESPN, is that out of 100? Is that out of 70? What is the QBR metric based out of? Um, the reason I ask is because Anthony Richardson's QBR in the game was 3.8. 3.8. That is not very good. Uh, and they needed him to be much better than that to beat Kentucky. You and I talked about it. Kentucky was not scared of Florida. Uh, Roman Harper on SEC Network called Kentucky soft, like Florida's going to beat you. I saw all I needed to see against Utah. I was big on Kentucky heading into the season. Now I'm off that um, into the Florida Gators. It, it's just wild how some of these analysts can flip the script so quickly. But I've got to give Kentucky a ton of credit. Everything was going wrong for them in the first half of that game. And they were down at halftime 16 to 13 after fighting and clawing in that second quarter. And then they came back and dominated 13 to nothing in the second half. So shout out to Kentucky. You know, I don't do that often. Shout out to Kentucky. Yeah, I I thought they did a great job. Like I said, they overcame a lot of adversity there in the second half in a a crazy environment. So, you know, kudos to them. And We'll see kind of moving forward if that, you know, that kind of pushes them forward, helps them out, and maybe we might have another, uh, might have a, a big uh, Georgia-Kentucky game coming up. Maybe. They're going to have maybe. to keep it going. That's the tough part about the SEC. QBR functions on a 0 to 100 scale. Yeah. An average NFL quarterback, typically around 50 QBR. Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks, approximately 75. Anthony Richardson last weekend, 3.8. That's not going to get it done, coach. Chief. No. That is not going to get it done. <laughs> USC took care of business 41-28 against Stanford. I thought that game would be close. I believe Stanford scored 14 fourth quarter points, so I thought maybe the backdoor cover was, <laughs> like, was yeah. 40. It was 41 to 14, way yeah. out of hand. Uh USC looks good, man. So watch out for them out in the West. Yeah, Oops. we'll see. Caleb Williams playing well. Uh they moved up big time in the polls as well. I think they're in the top 10 now. Yeah, I believe they are. I can pull that up uh, for you right now. They see. are now number 7. Seven in the AP poll. Uh, yep. I, I mean, uh, maybe we might have another uh, Notre Dame situation, you know, with USC at seven. I think they're probably in the mid teens somewhere, but Notre Dame is 0 and 2 and still ranked at number eight. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like, just kidding. no way. No way. But, but, but it, it's it, a would no be, way. it would be believable, it, though. It's a no way, but also it's, unbel- you know, it's believable because, yeah. Uh, it also wouldn't be the most surprising thing that that's happened to me. Not at all. We got some good games coming up in week three. As we mentioned earlier, number one, Georgia on the road noon against South Carolina. We'll see what Nebraska does. They welcome in number six, Oklahoma, new head coach there. A big one out West, number 12, BYU, taking on number 25, Oregon. SEC on CBS is back. Penn State travels to Auburn at 3.30 on Saturday. We will touch on all of those games. Coming up on Thursday's episode. Good stuff, Jake. Anything on the way out, brother? Man, uh, Penn State going to Auburn, huh? Yeah, next Saturday. Big game, yeah, three thirty. Oh dang, I I might uh, have to go to that game. Yeah, yeah. Might drive to to that one. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad at all. So, wow, I I think it's uh, 
Man, another great way to college football. Let's go. Another man. great weekend of college football. There's nothing better. What could make it better, though, uh, is some new jewelry for you Absolutely. or yourself. And, of course, it, you would have to bling. go to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Solomon Brothers Jewelers, presenting sponsor of Punt and Pass, the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. If you go to Solomon Brothers, they've got two locations, one in Alpharetta, just past the Avalon. The other in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. Mention Punt and Pass or just mention myself or Jake, and you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Check them out on social media, at Solomon Brothers, on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. Solomon Brothers carries the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that you will not want to miss. Shout out to Solomon Brothers. I am looking forward to getting back with Jaron and Maya and the crew here in a couple of weeks. I got to make Jackie happy. Look, man, we watch all this football on the weekends. You got to take care of the misses. Absolutely. Wins and losses, dude. You got to... You know, you got to keep them around however you can, and Solomon Brothers makes that very, very easy. So shout out to Solomon Brothers. Follow us on social media as well, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at from Jake, puntandpass.com. Rate, review, subscribe on YouTube. Check out puntandpass.com. we got some new merch coming, Jake. I will get that to you. Have a great weekend, my man, and we will talk to you on Thursday. See ya. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.